0: What's up, love? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I cannot wait to chat with you today. Today is all about nourishing practices for fall and winter, because obviously, if they're listening to some real time, we're getting into some colder months, depending on where you're living, it might not really be affecting you too much, but nature is shifting, right? We shift throughout the seasons, whether it's more severe where you live or not, nature is changing, and we are part of nature, so we have to shift our routines and our practices in order to stay in line with it as much as we can to make us feel the best that we possibly can feel because a lot of times, I know for me, especially when we're shifting seasons, I'm from New York, I live on Long Island, and our winters and fall are pretty cold. It's been okay so far, but it's still dipping really low, lower than what I really like right now, and it's not beach season anymore. And you know, things need to shift. And if we just stick to our normal way of doing things, we're gonna get some pushback in our bodies and just, you know, with our mood and our energy and our weight maintenance and our hormones and just. All of it because we're trying to just do the same thing all the time when nature is shifting. So we need to go in line with nature and shift with it. So today we're talking about eight practices you can implement to you that sounded weird. You can implement to shift your routine so that you can have an easier time throughout fall and winter. So you could really flow with nature and just have more energy, feel the best that you can feel, regardless of what the weather is telling us. Okay? So let's hop to it. The first tip is all about ginger ginger is so freaking amazing any season but especially for the fall and winter months because it really boosts your immune system and it also brings a really warming property to the body a warming feeling to the body so you could put it in literally as much as you can right throw it in your warm lemon water in the morning this is what I always do in the fall and winter because it just heats me up even more and it even boosts my immune system up even more and it just feels so good especially in the winter when you really want to aid that digestive fire. That's like really what it does. It puts like a digestive fire in your body. So you can have some ginger tea after your meals. What I like to do is I like to buy ginger root and cut some slices up of it, maybe like one-inch thick slices of it, and keep a couple of them in a glass container in the fridge for like a week. And then I'll throw it in like my warm lemon water. I'll throw it in soups. You could throw it in smoothies. I definitely recommend putting it in smoothies, especially to bring that warmth to the smoothie. And I'll talk more about smoothies in tip number two. But you could throw it in that. You could throw it in soups. Um, just and you could even saute with it. Use it as much as you possibly can because not only is it boosting your immune system, which is really important in the fall and winter, especially but it's giving you that digestive fire. It's bringing warmth to your system, which we really, your body really desires that, especially as the weather is getting a little bit colder. So adding ginger as much as you can. I recommend ginger root for when you're putting it in things, but you could also do just ginger tea if you want to buy ginger tea as well. To have after meals really helps with digestion and just warming up your body, um, which we're going to talk a little bit more about warming things after cooling things in a second. But number one is ginger. And a quick tip on this, if you do buy ginger root, I don't recommend peeling it with a peeler because if you've never bought, it has skin over it. But when you peel it with a peeler, you really lose a lot of the ginger and we don't want to do that. So what you could do is take a spoon and scrape it with a spoon and it gets the um, skin off of it a lot more easily and you don't waste as much of the ginger. So just a little pro tip for you on how to get the skin off of ginger. Okay. So putting ginger in your soups, your smoothies, your warm lemon water, having ginger tea after meals, that is tip number one. One, Number two is adding some ginger, like I just said, but also Ceylon cinnamon to your smoothies and taking your smoothies out of the fridge at least 30 to 60 minutes before eating it or drinking it because we don't want to consume really anything that's cold in the winter months, because it's cold outside, and we want to bring heat to our body, we need to stay in touch with what's going on on the outside world, with what we're also doing inside our body. So, adding, so of course, we're going to still have consume some war, uh some raw foods, and we're going to still have some smoothies. Again, depending on where you're at in your cycle, it depends on when they're more supportive. Your follicular and your ovulation phase is when smoothies are more supportive, and not really so much in your luteal or your menstruation phase. But when you are having smoothies, I always what I do is in the morning as soon as I wake up if I'm making my warm lemon water with ginger I take the smoothie out if I am having it and put it on the counter that way it gets closer to room temperature by the time that you're ready to drink it and it's not super super cold because that's going to shock your system and it's just not going to feel good energetically or it's not going to help your digestion especially in the winter so taking your smoothie out at least 30 to 60 minutes before consuming it and when you're making your smoothie putting some of that ginger root that we talked about those slices throw that in there as well as Ceylon cinnamon because cinnamon has a Warming property to it as well. It's also really high in iron, and if you do, ha- if you're someone who does experience blood sugar dysregulation, or you have high blood sugar levels, maybe some insulin resistance, maybe um, some type two diabetes, Ceylon cinnamon is really, really, really supportive for helping lower those blood sugar levels. So it's always supportive to have in your smoothie, whether it's fall or not. Um, and the reason why I'm saying Ceylon cinnamon, spelt with a C, C E Y L O N, instead of just ground cinnamon, is because Ceylon cinnamon it just has more healthy properties to it. And ground cinnamon, if it's consumed in like a huge abundant amount, it could have some toxic um, negative side effects to it, but that's really if you're consuming a ton of it. So it's most likely not going to happen, but Ceylon cinnamon, if you are just going out to buy cinnamon, buy the Ceylon one, it's just healthier for you, it has better properties to it, um, and it just supports your body better. So that's number two, adding Ceylon cinnamon and ginger to your smoothies and taking your smoothies out about 30 to 60 minutes before consuming them. Number three is just in general, having more warming and grounding foods. Focus more on soups and stews and cooked foods. And of course, you're going to, I do recommend still consuming some raw foods. Raw foods are really, really important. They're super high in nutrients because none of it is denatured from the cooking process. There's a ton of enzymes in it, tons of antioxidants, minerals, all of it, right? So we definitely want to still consume some raw foods, specifically more around your ovulation phase and maybe towards the end of your follicular phase to be more supportive for the phases of our cycle. But instead, like in the summer and stuff, I'll just have a smoothie or I'll just have a salad and I won't have anything cooked with it all the time. But I don't actually recommend doing that in the winter in or the fall. So it's really important if you do have something raw, like if you are having a smoothie, again, to have the ginger and cinnamon in it and take it out first so it's not so cold. But maybe after that, having a warm tea after to bring some warmth to your body after you just had something raw. Or if you make a salad for lunch, like a nice big salad, put some cooked quinoa on it, put some cooked lentils on it or have a soup right after it just think about incorporating more cooked foods with your raw food so you're not just consuming a, a raw salad with like avocado and hemp seeds and all that that's amazing but if it's just the raw food you could it could affect your digestion and your energy in these colder months because raw foods has a cooling um, effect in the body right because it's not cooked it's it's cool it has a cooling effect in the body and we want to warm the body up in these months so mix it with some raw uh, sorry with some cooked foods or have some tea or something after to make sure that you're bringing warmness to your body and also when you are cooking with soups or stews or sauteing or roasting whatever you're doing use some of the spices like paprika cumin coriander these are really warming to the body turmeric as well these are amazing Amazing spices to use in ayurveda these are spices that are really um supportive for the fall so paprika cumin coriander turmeric i mean i use turmeric like all year long but it is really really helpful to bring warmth um and just a nice flavor to your food in the in the fall and winter months Okay, so that's number three. Number four, this is an interesting one. My acupuncturist actually taught me this. He was on the podcast. I will link it below if you are interested in checking that podcast out. I'm a huge proponent of acupuncture. I've been going for, oh my God, I don't even know how long, for like close to a decade, maybe I've been going regularly. Um, and this was something that really helped me regulate my hormones out and actually get my period back. If you're new here, I was someone who did not have a period for a full two years. And before that, it was always irregular. It would come maybe three times a year, maybe four max, like it never came. And acupuncture was something that really helped me on my journey. And I still go to not as I used to go twice a week when I was trying to get my period back. And then I would go once a week. And now I go about every other week. But it's so amazing to help with fertility and period regulation and stress levels levels and just for your body, for pain management, for anything. So go check out that episode if you want to learn more about acupuncture, but what my acupuncture has taught me was to cover your ankles during the cold months. When I go outside walking and things like that, don't have like the shorter yoga pants on and have your ankles out because there are channels on our ankles that go up to our uterus, like go up through our legs and to our uterus that if your ankles are cold, it's going to cause that coldness to travel up your leg go to your uterus. And cause your uterus to be cold and that can lower fertility, right? We don't ever want our uterus to be cold. We always want it to be. That's why, with following cycle sinking, you have warming foods around your period because you don't want it to be cold and constricted. You want it to be warm, to release all the blood out and all of that. Especially for fertility, we want to make sure that we are not having our ankles out and we're covering them so that those channels that are on our ankle aren't getting cold and negatively affecting your fertility. Now, maybe you're like, Corinne, I'm not interested in getting pregnant, so I'm good. I don't need to do that. If you've been here for a while, you know that it doesn't matter if you're trying to get pregnant or not. You want to have strong fertility because what that really means is that you are properly ovulating. You're properly producing the hormone progesterone, which is produced by ovulation, and you have good egg quality. You want that regardless if you want to get pregnant or not because it's just that your body is functioning properly and that you're reaping the amazing benefits of progesterone, which I did so many podcast episodes on that. You can go back and check that out, but when you are walking, what I do, because sometimes, you know, my yoga pants don't go all the way down if they're a little shorter. I'll either get some high socks and put it over there. I'll wear some leg warmers, something like that. Especially if I'm, if I'm just like running to the car, I won't be like too strategic about it, but I am pretty conscious about it now. Um, especially because I am someone who just, I really freaking hate the cold and I don't do well in cold weather. So I'm so um conscious of this stuff now and I want my fertility to be on point. I'm not trying to get pregnant right now, but my fiance and I are getting married in June of 2022 and that's, you know, pregnancy is a thought coming right after that. So I'm like, you know, preparing my body as much as possible before then. So I do always make sure when I go outside for walks and I'm, I go out for a walk, like sometimes an hour long, I will make sure my ankles are covered. So that's a good tip for you. Cover those ankles up. Okay, Because you know on this podcast, it's not just about food, it's not just about moving your body, it's about the holistic approach and incorporating things from traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and all of it. And that's what number four is. So that's number four. So first, we were halfway now. Let me just recap for you real quick. Number one is Ginger cutting up some slices of ginger root, putting it in your smoothies, in soups, in your warm lemon water, making sure you have that on hand so you can incorporate as much as possible to boost your immune system and to stimulate your digestion and bring heat to your body. Number two is adding in Ceylon cinnamon as well as ginger to your smoothies for a warming property and Ceylon cinnamon is also high in iron and helps balance your blood sugar or lower your blood sugar if you have high blood sugar and to take your smoothie out about 30 to 60 minutes before eating it so it's closer to room temperature. It's not like warm and gross, but you just don't want it freezing, okay? Number three is focusing on more warming and grounding foods and mixing cooked foods with raw foods when you do have them. Number four, covering your ankles up. And number five is eating dinner earlier. So as you'll notice right with the time changes... When it gets darker so much earlier now, which is one of the things I freaking hate so much. It makes me so upset. But when it's darker out, we want to eat when it's light out. Okay. So when it's getting darker earlier, it's really important to shift when you're eating dinner to earlier, to closer to when that light is, because that's going to help your digestion. It's gonna help your circadian rhythm. It's gonna help your hunger hormones and your satiating hormones balance itself out. When we 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 don't want to eat when it's dark out, because when it's dark out, that's your body's signal to okay okay, let me start producing the hormone melatonin, which is a hormone that's going to help us feel relaxed. Now it's getting time for bedtime. But if you're eating and it's like super dark out, like eight o'clock or something, which was light out a couple months ago in the summer, now it's not. Your body's getting confused and it's going to just mess up the natural shift that happens in nature. And it's going to affect your circadian rhythm. And that affects the rhythm of every single organ in your body because all of our organs are on a rhythm. And we want to keep with that rhythm to feel as best as we can and for things to work as optimally as possible. So, shift your dinner a little bit earlier, that's number five, because that's going to help you with number six, which is going to bed earlier. Again, things are getting darker earlier out. So it's so supportive for you to go to bed earlier and just be in tune with nature. You you, naturally want to hibernate more during the winter because it's darker a lot, right? Like it's just sometimes during the dead of winter, it gets dark at like 430, which is so sad. I can't think about it yet, but we have to start shifting it. So if you're used to going to bed, maybe at 11 or something during the summer, Make like try and shift your dinner about a half an hour earlier. And then shift your bedtime about a half an hour earlier. Um, and then you, or you can even just do 15 minutes at first. And then once you're used to that, go another 15 minutes and then go another 15 minutes. But start thinking about shifting everything earlier because you're going to feel so much better. It's going to feel so amazing because you're in line with nature. You're going to bed when it's darker out. Maybe you get up a little bit earlier and you have that more, you have more of the light, right? You have more of that daytime and you're just in tune with nature. It's going to feel so much better for your energy levels when you start doing that. So eating dinner earlier and going going to bed earlier is going to help you feel so much better during these months. It's is something I'm actively working on right now because I got into a pattern of going to bed too late for me, like 11, 1130, like way too late for me. And I got into this pattern and I'm in the process of breaking it. And what I'm doing is my first step is eating dinner earlier because once I eat dinner earlier, then I start my bedtime routine earlier and it just helps everything out, right? Because at first I was like, okay, let me just focus on going to bed earlier, but I wasn't shifting my dinner time, so it wasn't working. And I was like, okay, this is not working. I need to shift my dinner first and then going to bed earlier will just be a byproduct of that. So even if you're just someone right now who you're like, I really just want to go to bed earlier, start with shifting your dinner earlier and it's really going to help you out. So that's tips five and six. Number seven is dry brushing. I did an entire podcast episode on this, so I'm not going to dive into it, but I will link that podcast episode below if you never heard it or if you forgot and you want a little refresher on it. Dry brushing is an amazing practice that, again, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to go into it when I did a whole podcast episode on it, but it is really helpful. It stimulates your lymphatic system, which you're, part of your lymphatic system is your immune system, and we want to do things to stimulate our immune system as much as possible in the fall and winter, since it is more sluggish, because we're just not moving as much, right? Of course, you're you you know you're still moving your body, you're still doing things, but we're just not as active in the winter. There's just not as much opportunity, just pretend, depending on where you live, to be as active, so we want to really stimulate that lymphatic system and make sure things are moving, make sure our immune system is moving for detoxification organs, for everything to work as best as possible. So dry brushing is amazing to do during this season to make sure that you are stimulating the the lymphatic and immune system as much as possible since we are a little bit more stagnant than usual. So I will link the podcast episode that I did on this below so you could check all of that out. And then number eight, the last one for today is doing some form of warm or hot yoga or just sweating in general to ramp up your internal heat. So I'm not someone that sweats very easily. I also don't do hardcore workouts, like real intense. Um, like high impact workouts because I personally don't like them. Um, If you see me running, run too because that means there's something chasing me. Like I just don't like it. I personally don't like it. It doesn't feel good on my body. I just, just not who I am. Um, And if, you know, I do, if you do high impact workouts and you do sweat, that's amazing. That's the the goal is what I'm talking about is sweating because that is a detoxification organ and it does bring internal heat to the body, but make sure also that you are being conscious of when you're doing those high impact workouts because I don't want you to do them during your luteal phase or your menstrual phase because that's going to negatively affect your hormones. And I did some other podcast episodes on this that you could check out as well. But doing some warm or hot yoga is something that I love doing because first of all, I just love yoga and I I need to do it in a studio, not so much at home. It just doesn't feel as good or I don't do it as long. It's just harder for me for my body to just stay on the mat and my mind to quiet down when I'm doing it at home by myself. But going to the studio, which I haven't done in a while for hot yoga because I was not about to do hot yoga in a freaking mask, like no thank you. It was not happening. It's like 120 degrees in there. I was like, no way. So now that that I don't have to do that anymore, I'm, I started going and it just feels so good to be in a warm room, especially in the dead of winter. If you're somewhere where it gets really cold, maybe you're in Canada, maybe you're in New York like I am, or maybe you're in Jersey that gets cold or, you know, wherever you are, right? Wherever you are, if it gets cold, you know what I'm talking about. So going to warmer, hot yoga really just also helps you sweat and it builds internal heat that actually keeps you warm. For like 24 hours or so after you actually even do the hot yoga. And it's again, it's another elimination organ, your skin is an elimination organ. And sweating is another way for us to detoxify toxins out of our body. And we want to be doing that and strengthening our immune system and strengthening our detoxification organs throughout the winter and the fall for sure to really make sure that we are keeping our body as clear and clean as possible, right? A lot of people will talk about cleanses and things like that, which is a time and place. But I always like ongoing cleansing, daily detoxification. What can we do daily to detoxify our body to make sure that we are continuously clearing things out? I was actually thinking of doing a full podcast on detoxification. If you're interested in that, shoot me a message on Instagram at Angelica and I will do a podcast episode on detoxification for you because it is such an amazing topic that I love talking about. So let me know if that's something that you would vibe with. So those are the eight practices for fall and winter to help you just start shifting your routine, start, you know, supporting your energy throughout these months because I know it could be a difficult shift. It is not my favorite seasons at all, but I am you still have to we're just surrender, we're just surrendering to it, we're allowing it to happen. We are in tune with nature because that is what's going to make it even better. It's going to help your mood, it's going to help your energy, it's going to help all of it when you start shifting your routine to be more in line with fall and winter. So, I know there was a lot of tips, the 8 tips, ginger, adding Ceylon cinnamon to your smoothies, taking them out early, more warming and grounding and cooked foods, covering your ankles, eating dinner earlier, going to bed earlier, dry brushing, warm or hot yoga, or just sweating in general. I do not want you to be like, yes, I'm doing all eight tomorrow. Let's go. Like that is not supportive. Pick one or two of these that you're like, ooh, that sounds like something I want to try. Start those, get into the habit of it, and then maybe come back and be like, ooh, let me try this one. Just try what feels like exciting to you and what piques your interest and then go from there. You don't need to do all of them at once because that's not realistic. Little things, small steps each day is what's going to make the biggest difference. So I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I am so obsessed with this community. You guys are freaking amazing. I love you and I will chat with you soon.